back to Alyssa Explains It All. I'm so happy to have you here today. Uh, today on the pod, we are welcoming back Sin Sage, who has come on the podcast in the past. I think she was one of our first couple of episodes. She is a adult entertainer, a porn star. She's also a huge advocate in in so many ways. She has really taken her platform and expanded it into advocating for all types of sex work, advocating for human rights in a much more broad way. And I actually invited her on the podcast today to talk about Money Shot, which is the Netflix documentary that we spoke to Noelle Perdue about a few episodes back. And I wanted to get the perspective of somebody who is a part of the industry on the documentary. And that's what we did. It kind of expanded into a conversation that exists in like a much larger plane but the conversation was super interesting and it's really important to listen to the people who actually work in this industry when we're making decisions about legislation or what have you in regards to the sex industry and porn and whatever so i'm very happy to have her on the podcast and I think you're going to enjoy it. I will warn you that this is a den more dense episode. We talk a lot about what's going on in the political landscape that's been affecting the LGBTQ community, that's been affecting adult entertainers. And so it's definitely an episode that requires some brain power. But it's worth it because everything that Sin says is great. And she'll mention it in the episode as well. But don't forget to check out her podcast, Sage Advice. It comes out every other Monday on all podcast streaming apps. And without further ado, Sin Sage. I, where, what is this background? That Where are you? Oh, I, I moved to Illinois, so I bought a house. <laughs> I'm in my new house. <laughs> you said you were in the middle of nowhere. I forgot. You were in Vegas before, right? Yeah, yeah. I was in Vegas. And I was wow. renting, so I was paying a lot of money every month so someone yeah. else could own a house. And I couldn't afford a house in you know Vegas or California, but I found like this incredible house in Illinois. I'm about an hour and a half from Chicago, so... It's oh an incredibly stunning house. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. And it's like a really beautiful neighborhood. All the houses are different and they've got yeah. space in between them. And in Vegas, God. it's just like ticky tacky. Um, on top place. of each other. Yeah. yeah. On top of each other. And, and um, so, yeah, we found this super cheap house that's incredible, beautiful, huge. And you know, Illinois is a consistently blue state and they have recreational cannabis. And like, those mm -hmm. are the things that matter to me. So I was like, what, what are We're we out. doing in our lives? Let's try something different. Let's like own something. Yeah. Rather than pay so someone else can fucking own something. And then yeah. just raising my rent willy nilly whenever they decide. And yeah, the new thing that I've seen happening is people's 
just their leases are just not getting renewed. If they want to sell the house to someone else or they mm. want to move into the house or whatever, I mean, they're the owners. So there's that too, right? Like they yeah. can at any point decide to fucking kick you out on the street for whatever reason they want. It's um, so wild. So it's bad. This whole this whole system of capitalism is bad. Yeah, it's I'm bad. To, like <laughs> avoid the worst parts as much as possible. I'm grateful I'm in a position where I was able to do that. So that's literally like that's a big reason why I quit my corporate job because I was like, mm -hmm. I can't do this. This is so yeah. silly. Like it's just so yeah. ridiculous. I'm like gonna actually break my back for people who don't care about me. Yes. Why would I do that? Yes. Like my husband, he did that. He was a, a diesel mechanic and it just destroyed his back. At 27 years old, he mm -hmm. had to have back surgery. Yeah. Because of the oh work, that he, the labor that he was doing and getting paid, like at the time, maybe $15 an hour. Like, oh my God. $15 an hour, you could barely survive. But, you know, in exchange for you breaking your back, you can have this little pennies. Like, <laughs> it's so frustrating how, you know, these crusaders are out there and they're like, these women are being exploited or, you know, men too in the industry or people, yeah. you know, look at the exploitation. And it's like, it only bothers you because it's sexual. Because you're completely fine with Amazon workers and Starbucks workers mm -hmm. and fucking construction workers and um, factory workers and all those people, no problem at all with them being completely exploited for their labor and their bodies. Yeah. It's not like just because we like lick a nipple that like our <laughs> expectation is somehow different than people literally breaking their backs or their necks or yeah. losing an arm or whatever and just yeah. getting paid the least amount they can possibly pay you legally to still so that they can make the maximum amount of profit. I mean, that's just how this country, that's just how society is built. Yeah. But for some reason, that's okay. But if you, you know, show your butthole, that's, that's exploitation. Welcome back to the pod, Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> this is like what I love so much about you because you look at the world in such like a macro lens, but it like it, it, it is, it all like plays with one another. So like it makes sense. But yeah. also as you're talk talking about the way that they're concerned about exploitation in, in something like adult entertainment but not anywhere else is also because those yeah. other areas allow for way more capitalism to exactly. come into play like there's mm -hmm. someone at the tippy top who's benefiting greatly from this yes. where when you work in adult entertainment you have the option to not participate in like that sort of landscape if you don't want to yeah, absolutely. You you really do. It depends on, you know, how much work you want to put in. And, you know, definitely my life was a lot easier when I wasn't the owner. Yeah. Uh, and I would just show up and do the labor for someone else to make most of the profit. And I would just get a paycheck. And um, I still do that. But for me now, it's more for like the, the paycheck is nice. Uh, and the fact that it's not so much my responsibility, all I have to do is give a good performance. But it is just that it's more like advertising for me now. It's more yeah. like when I look for a major studio, it's like hopefully it makes people remember me and like go look up my stuff. Mm -hmm. 
my website, my clip store is my OnlyFans, you know, but that is a choice people can make. They can be like, I just want to do the labor and get paid. And that's good for me. Um, and so it's, it's what's so cool about being able to do this kind of work is that I can make that choice for myself. Whereas most other forms of labor, that's not a choice you get to make. It's like, you're going to get a job and you're going to work for the man and he's going to get most of the profit and you get enough to barely pay your bills if you're lucky. Yeah. I saw something, um, there was like an article that came out recently about how if you live in New York City, um, a hundred thousand dollars salary is an equivalent of like thirty-seven thousand dollars a year because the cost of living is so high, including the yeah. amount that they take out in taxes. Which I don't have a problem with taxes if if I can see like what's happening with them. Yes, like then that would be great. Like if that if the taxes great. mean like if the taxes mean that like there'll be less potholes or community right. programs for people who need oh. them. Fantastic. Yes. Or Take- like healthcare. <laughs> Please. No, that is the craziest part about freelancing is yeah. you either pay a million dollars in healthcare or you're like trying to get some like shitty government healthcare. It's just the options or you just have none and you just pay out of pocket. It's wild. Yeah. And that's insane too. So yeah. Like it's I all um- bad. I use the the marketplace so that yeah. I can get some um, subsidies so they help. Mm-hmm. But example, like in Nevada, it was pretty reasonable um, with the subsidies. I, you know, we ended up paying for about half. Yeah. Uh, I just moved to Illinois and your options are extremely limited here and it mm. doesn't go by state. It goes by county, which is weird. Oh. And then it's like to get similar to what we had in Nevada, it is three times as much. So I, we are still getting subsidies, but we're getting the same amount of subsidies that we were in Nevada. And the healthcare is three times, three times more. So it's terrible. And yeah, that's those people are like, well, I don't want to pay for someone else's healthcare. I'm like, fucking who cares? You're paying for everyone. And then you get to benefit from that too. Right. (laughs) And also when you pay for health insurance every month, you are paying obviously for you to have those services. But the reason you pay that amount is so that every person under your health insurance can afford what they need. And that Mm -hmm. that company hypothetically has the money to pay it all out. So you already are paying for other people's health insurance. Like I don't, I just feel I feel crazy. And I just like, I had this conversation with someone earlier where I was like, I feel, I feel like an absolute nut job existing in a world where like, what is this? Like, is no one seeing this? I'm so confused. Well, that's the thing. Like so, so many people are seeing it and the more, you know, young people are entering the adult world, they're seeing it and they're looking around like, this is not right. So yeah. Again, my only hope is for the young people. My only hope is that these people in Congress and these people who vote for these people in Congress, like, hopefully they're going to be not alive on this planet anymore in the next 10 years. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yes. more people running for office who are like, this shit needs to change for real. Um, yeah. And that's why the backlash is so intense. And that's because they're trying to keep it because that's what is going to happen. And they're scared. Um, but anyway, anyway, so, 
So originally why I wanted to talk to you today is because there was a documentary that came out called Money Shot. It's about um, the really kind of the parent company, but it's about Pornhub and the way that they it's hard to really take a stance on it. Yeah. But it's about it's about Pornhub and it's about some some litigation behind um like accusing the platform of allowing sexual exploitation and Mm. if you haven't seen it you should it's very interesting please watch it please watch it it's on netflix you will be interested (laughs) yeah it's super interesting and we actually had noelle purdue on the podcast and Mm -hmm. she was the redhead who used to work for that's exactly what i was gonna say i felt like she was probably the best part of the documentary because she was like I, I am not a porn performer. I am yeah. someone who is on the other side of this. I was in the company, but she's also able to explain it clearly from both sides where she's like, these are the things that Pornhub definitely fucked up on. And yeah. here are the people who work in the industry that are being treated like we never said these things like mm-hmm. we never saw this coming when it's like we were screaming at Pornhub for years. Like, yeah. This is what you have to do to not only protect us and our income, because initially that was the big thing. It was like, they're stealing these scenes off the internet. They're posting it for free. Now we don't have as much work. Now we're struggling to pay our bills. Like if, and what's going to come from this is you're going to have people posting stuff on Pornhub that is illegal, mm-hmm. whether it's revenge porn stuff, whether it's uh, sexual assault, whether it's children and underage people. When you just let random people upload whatever they want to your website, there it's impossible to regulate that. Yeah. Um, so, you know if people are okay with the crime of us as performers um, losing money, well, that's their opinion, whatever, I guess. But I know they're not okay with the crime of like people being put on the internet against their will, especially underage people who can't consent. Right. So, but it's all wrapped up in the same thing. And, and that's what I thought was so important to show. And I thought they did extremely well with um, that young woman who, was just able to explain it and see it so clearly for exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she, I think I totally agree with you that she was able to look at the situation as nuanced as it actually is, because it is like, there's no, there are parts of the situation that are bad. And there are parts of the situation that are, that are not so bad. Like being like, the evolution of the platform is important. They should have done it a long time ago when the, yeah. when the performers were asking over and over and over again to do it and the uh-huh. employees were asking them over and over and over. I, yeah. I actually still don't understand why they wouldn't just do it. Like, I, I don't understand oh, what the holdup was. That's easy. And I can tell you, uh, it's remember when we were talking before about capitalism? Yes. That's the reason. <laughs> What do you mean? Explain it. I'm scared. Here's what I mean is as long as Pornhub was allowing that, was allowing anyone to upload whatever they wanted, then they were getting all of the porn from the major porn studios that, you know, these productions cost tens of thousands of dollars to produce. Mm -hmm. And they're not giving it away for free on the internet. So like Adam and Eve or whatever, let's say they make a movie. I don't even know if they still make movies, but they did at one time. (laughs) And they spend 
$17,000 to produce this film, to pay all of the performers their fees, to pay all of the crew their fees, the directors their fees, then um, the editors and the post-production and all that stuff that happens. Everyone gets paid along this line. So it's a very expensive thing. But then back in the day before Pornhub, they could sell it and it'd be a in adult stores, it'd be on um, the cable sites and the hotel rooms, and, mm -hmm. and they're making money from all of these places. When Pornhub came along, it was like, well, now porn is free because one person can pay $40 for that video, and then they take it, they put it in their laptop, they upload it, digitize it, upload it. I know I'm this like old times, but <laughs> that's how I used to go. <laughs> and um, upload it to the internet. And then that one person puts it on Pornhub for free. Now everyone can watch it for free. The only people making money is Pornhub because of yeah. the ad revenue and the clicks. Yeah. And then whoever it is that paid the $40 and posted it up there for free, they're just doing that out of the goodness of their heart to get that like internet clout. Like it was right. worth the $40 for them to be able to give it to all the people for free. Yeah. So in this scenario, Pornhub is making 100% of the profits from this movie that they invested nothing into. Mm -hmm. And that is the thing they did not want to end. Yeah. So they, when in the film, when they keep saying, um, we kept asking, we kept asking, and every year they're like, well, we're working on it. We're working on it. That is just jargon speak for... Mm -hmm. We're not doing anything until we are forced to, because right. this is the way to maximize our profit. And all they cared about was profit. They don't yeah. care about uh, the directors living in L.A. They don't care about the performers, you know, living in Vegas or whatever. They and the fact that, like, all of a sudden we aren't getting as many bookings because, these studios can't and the directors can't afford to pay the talent anymore as much like they used to be able to when this was like a monetizable um, endeavor as a, a business endeavor. Right. The people who run MindGeek also, they're not porn people. They're not adult industry people. They don't know literally anything about how the adult industry actually functions. Mm -hmm. They're just a corporation and their one and only job is to maximize profit, period. So right. as long as that uh, business structure was working for them, they were never going to change it. And they were just going to say what they needed to say to get people to shut up and stop asking questions. Yeah. And so it's funny and weird because yeah it really goes to show you how you know everything in life is a series of shades of gray and nuance like you said it is mm -hmm. not black and white and like it feels like we as a culture or a society or maybe just as human beings we want things to be good or evil black mm. or white you know fit into a binary yep. male or female it's <laughs> yeah those nuances is. are like that's literally the reason why there's so like I, I feel like so much contention with every single thing that like that people are fighting for it because everybody needs to put some something into a box like you said yeah. a gender binary or whatever yeah. it might be anyway mm -hmm. sorry i interrupted your thought continue no but yeah that's that's exactly what what it is and so it's it's so funny because it really was a thing and the documentary showed this perfectly like at first when pornhub came along we were like fuck this you're ruining our lives this yeah. sucks 
And then there was a time period where there, well, Pornhub was like, we need to change our image for the people in the industry, whether it's real or not, we need to make mm -hmm. it look like it is. And so they started like reaching out to certain performers or they would incentivize us in different ways. And then they also built Model Hub, which was yeah. literally just a clip store. Yeah. So I have multiple clip stores, um, not like OnlyFans. That is uh, more of like a fan site, a premium social media thing. Clip stores are just like many vids or clips for sale where I film something and then I upload it to the clip store and I put a price on it and people pay. Mm -hmm. Of course, all of that gets stolen and you can watch it for free on the internet, but I'm so grateful that there are people who still actually go and they pay. Yes. <laughs> um, which, you know, I encourage people to do. If you're if you're getting entertainment, you should pay some money for it to the artists who are making that entertainment. But um, but anyway, so the clip stores are, you know, they require IDs, they require model releases. Like th these sites are um, legit. Mm -hmm. Pornhub started offering that too. They made Model Hub. And so I could take all my clips, I could put it up there, put them up there and charge a price. And I was making money off Pornhub now. So I was mm -hmm. like, all right, they gave me a means to earn money off of their site too, rather than just taking it all away from me and people right. like me. They're giving me a means to monetize it for myself. And yeah. when I did that, it made a big difference. Like that was a whole ass income stream for me. Totally. Especially because Pornhub is one of the most trafficked sites in the world. Yeah. Like it is it's one like of the number most three. Yeah. Literally. Like Google, it, Google, Facebook, Pornhub. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like actually. So being being yeah. able to have had that part of the of the website was had yeah. to bring so much more traffic. And it was great. Then, <laughs> and then, so, and then you have the anti-porn crusaders. Now, mm -hmm. I, what I also think the the documentary did a good job of was it showed the real organizations that are mm -hmm. actually working to try to protect children. They don't even use the word trafficking in their name. I think. I think it's missing and exploited children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because to me, trafficking is a big red flag. When I see people talking about sex trafficking, I'm all automatically like, oh, okay, so you just don't like sex workers and you don't like porn. Mm -hmm. And that's because of this Lila McElwaite and Exodus Cry, they have taken the word trafficking and conflated it to mean, um, to mean that sexual exploitation against their will, but they relate it to porn. They think all porn is, uh, rape. They think all yeah. porn sexual assault. Um, and some of these people even, I just heard about this, they even think that um, sex scenes in like Hollywood films, like actual film mm -hmm. is also sexual assault. So it, it gets- it, I, That's <laughs> crazy. But I think it's part yeah. of the whole narrative that they're so not okay with people embracing their sexuality that they yes. simply had to have been coerced into doing this. Like, oh, no on the internet yeah, yeah no exactly one. and if they did no choose one. it they must have so many problems they're yes. sad like it's cr yes, that's like the, that's sad. the narrative like yeah. that's literally the narrative yeah it's they so need protection from themselves and yeah. we're here to do it mm -hmm. um and that's the thing another thing a lot of people don't know and i i think they did mention this in the documentary too that exodus cry uh used to be called morality in media mm -hmm. and that is a evangelical Christian organization and their goal is to end porn 
period. Mm -hmm. They don't think it should be legal in this country. They don't want it on the internet. They, and so that's their end goal. So they're manipulating um, language in any way they can. And they get people like Lila McAway who are Karen-y enough to make this happen. <laughs> Karen-y enough. <laughs> it's like yeah. boss level Karen. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so, the final but, boss of Karen. Yeah, the final boss of final Karen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's frustrating there too because, because again, like we aren't even able to engage in these conversations about actual sex trafficking and we aren't even mm -hmm. able to engage in actual harmful things that you know happen in our industry as many other industries but with our industry it's like we spend so much time and energy like literally just defending our careers and the job that we do mm -hmm. that like there's not even room for us to have nuanced discussions and and come to real solutions like yeah no porn star supports sex trafficking right. no 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 performer wants us wants to know that there are people working with us or in videos with us who don't want to be there. Um, but again, it's like we spend so much time like trying to fight back these false narratives, these mm -hmm. things that are just factually incorrect, that there's no space left for that. Yeah. Whereas if they would actually, again, like the whole FOSTA-SESTA thing, and like now we know... Now we have the data to back it up of mm -hmm. why that was such a bad thing to implement. And sex workers are screaming it from the fucking rooftops mm -hmm. and nobody would listen. And now we have the data and we can be like, see, we told you so. Yeah. But they wouldn't talk to us to there are common sense things that can be done they're just not even doing it. They're not even interested because their goal is to just mow over all of it mm -hmm. rather than be like, here is the space where these people can exist and do their work. And here is the space where crimes are happening. Right. And we need to focus on the crimes happening and we can even work with these people to figure out how these crimes are happening. But instead we're just like, no, no, we know better than you be quiet. Shush. We got this. And you're just, making it worse. Yeah. And like one of the things that Noel had mentioned too, is that Facebook has infinitely more oh. abusive content than Pornhub ever has. Hundreds, and they are not part of millions. Yeah. And they are not part of the conversation at all in that at way. All. And it's literally, it's all just because it's called Pornhub. It's used for people's yep. entertainment. Yep. And one of the other things she said that was interesting is it's tough to do to like see documentaries be neutral about the porn oh, yeah. industry because when you're neutral about something that is so heavily demonized, it's way too easy for people to look at it and flip the coin and demonize it all over again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I feel like that with most things, like with politics, like mm -hmm. if you're just like, no, I'm a centrist, I'm a, it, well, if you're a centrist, then you're on the right. You're, you yeah. might as well be a conservative because there you just have to recognize the nuance. You have to see that you, you got to fight on the side that is trying to make a difference and make a change. And it's, it's just that like, I, it, there's so much, it's so easy to be misguided. Yeah. It's so easy to be uh, swayed by 
you know, an agenda. And, um, and we have as American culture, our basis, our, our roots, our puritanical mm -hmm. religion, Christianity. Um, and so we built America on puritanical morality and it has, you know, succeeded in oppressing people for, you know, 250, 300 years, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. and it's continue continues to this day. And I, I, I feel like what's, what's happening is like, you know, with OnlyFans, and you see the girl next door is making her own porn. And mm -hmm. this is just like how, how things are. They're getting more and more afraid that, you know, we're getting away from Christianity and right. uh, Christianity maybe doesn't have the rule over us, uh, over um, American society in the way that it once had. Mm -hmm. And so they're grasping and pushing in every area that they can. And it makes porn a really easy target. Yeah, totally. But it also is something, it's so funny because it's existed in some form literally forever, always. Yeah. There's been some level of porn. And I don't think, I, I know that it's not crazier now than it was when you had to go into like a back room and buy the VHS tape. Like it's oh. not, there's nothing, if anything, I'm, it has to be less crazy because back then at least it was sitting on a tape. You couldn't copy it anywhere. Like it was in this right. very sort of um, private secluded place. And so it's yeah. just, it's hard to feel like a lot of what they have a problem with is like, it just feels like they're, they just have an issue with people embracing their sexuality in general. Like it actually doesn't have yes. to even do with the porn itself, because I guarantee if you looked at the search history of any of the people who are making those decisions, ain't no fucking way they're not watching porn. No way. Yeah. No. And, and also those are always the people that end up hiring sex workers, like mm -hmm. physically too. So like, oh, yeah, it just, it's like exhausting to then see them turn around and just be like so against something that like we all know for sure you're participating in and you've just chosen 100%. to demonize. Like, I don't know if you saw this, but a, a couple of weeks ago, some there was like a Tennessee congressman or senator or whatever, but someone up there who is pushing for these bills, these anti-trans, anti-drag bills, which is literally just- Oh, I can't with that. Anti-drag bills is just the way they can get away with anti-trans yep. um, stuff. And so he's up there pushing for these bills, making mm -hmm. this stuff into law. And he's got an Instagram account where under his official- you know, senators, that Instagram, I'm, I'm getting all of these um, labels wrong, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly who it was, but um, he's leaving comments on 19 year old men's thirst trap Instagrams, gay, like jockstrap view of the photo Shut. from underneath looking at the butt <laughs> cheeks. And he's like, oh yeah, you're so handsome, baby. You're doing a good job. Like, under his official account. And oh my God, that's so embarrassing for him. 
It's not though. He is no, like, yeah, I'm like, just encouraging them. It's fine. This has it's, nothing to do with what I'm voting for over here. Like it's, it's more embarrassing that like you were caught, like you were caught doing something that you were trying to ban for other people. It's just so blatantly like just being hypocrisy. It's, hip, it's hypocrisy. Like they don't fucking care. And mm-hmm. apparently the people who vote for them also don't care. Yeah. It's like the Trump grab them by the pussy thing. You have you have all of these people who are evangelical Christians mm-hmm. and they are waving their Bibles around and beating people over the head with their Bibles. But as long as it's their their you know icon figure, their Republican representative, they're like, well, locker room talk is fine, I right. guess. It was fine, it was <laughs> fine for that scenario, but it's not fine in any other. And, and I also feel like even with these, like the, the conversations around the TikTok ban, which is, yeah. I've seen now people really reading the legislation and it is not just a TikTok ban. Like that is a, that is a piece of legislation that will affect the entirety of the internet. So I highly yeah. recommend that people get involved with that. Um, but when they talk about that, that piece of legislation, it's like, these people who I'm sure you've seen the footage of the congressmen in the room who are who one of them literally asked if TikTok could access their his home Wi-Fi to the CEO of TikTok. Like, you are embarrassing. Wow. What are yes. you talking about? Yes. And it's insane to have those men then say that the the app just has young girls dancing provocatively like Babe, the algorithm shows you what you want to see. So, so kind of feels like that's just you looking at that. Exactly. It? I have <laughs> never in my life seen any of the time I've been on TikTok, even from the second I signed up to the app, I have never seen a child or like yeah. a minor, really like anybody doing anything inappropriate on TikTok to like in that way. So my algorithm has no interest in showing it to me. It's interesting that yours does though. Right. Right. And I mean, and the thing about TikTok too, but, and also Instagram, all of these sites that have these really, really strict uh, rules against any, any form of sensuality whatsoever. It's like, but we've all found these code words to use and Mm -hmm. these little things that we can get away with, but the stuff on TikTok, I mean, it's just, it's just, again, another case of legislators and politicians Mm -hmm. getting involved with things that they simply and clearly have no understanding of. Yeah. And, and then taking their complete lack of understanding and legislating all the rest of us who do understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's very similar. I remember prior to Roe being overturned, there were all of the, you know, so it's been a battle for the past 50 years and there are all these people, these Republican senators and congressmen and governors, and they're like saying this wildly inaccurate stuff about yeah. women's bodies. Yeah. And I am like, how can you talk about this? You are not a fucking doctor mm-hmm. and you're getting in front of doctors and telling them to shut the fuck up and follow the rules that you, a man who has no idea how a woman's body works or, you know, a person with ovaries bodies work. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, and yet you get to make these decisions. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's in tech, it's in health, it's in porn it's- and sexuality. 
yeah, trafficking, all of these things. And, you know, in, until those people die or get kicked out somehow, like this is going to be the, the cycle. And the fact of just the hypocrisy is like nobody even fucking cares. Yeah, right. They only care if it's the side that they're not on. Yeah. Then they care. But if it's yeah. my side, oh, no, it's totally fine, though. When here's all the justifications for it, it's it, it, it boggles the mind. Um, and yet it's the world we fucking live in yeah. or at least the country we live in. And it's really rough. It is. It really is. <laughs> and, and like so when I was watching Money Shot, there are parts of it. There are parts of it that I loved. Like I love Noelle. I think like I'm so yeah. glad she was in that documentary because she. It felt like she was the voice of reason, especially yep. when there were. I can't remember like what the what um group she was representing, but like all with the the lawyer talking about Fausta Sesta. Yes, I can't remember her name. Yeah, but the one who was on the side for um exodus cry yeah when i was listening to her it was it was because the, the documentary tried to represent both sides and you have to do that you yeah yeah it was and they they talked about her side first it mm. was i'm watching it and i'm like why do i feel like i understand what she's saying and then i'm like wait hold on a second wait no <laughs> <laughs> hold on and i was like what is going on it's it's so crazy how when you're like it like like the music that they're playing and the way that they're going to tell the story makes you really question everything that's going on mm -hmm. and i it's i understand that documentaries need to show both sides and like there has to be a way for there to not be like a direct bias when you're showing something like that or sharing mm -hmm. something like that but it was it was really frustrating to like sit there and listen to her and and be like this i just don't want to give you airtime yeah you know and i agree it is frustrating to sit there and listen to her it, yeah. it it is because you know that everything they're fighting for is you know personally is to shut down my career right right <laughs> that's what they're fighting for but again it's that nuance right because there are things that she was saying that are absolutely true yeah um, and as much as I disagree with everything that that company stands for, that that group, you know, is trying to do, there were a few instances where child sexual abuse got uploaded. There are a yeah. few instances where someone's rape got uploaded. Then you could see the behind the scenes, how they just did not have enough staff because they were trying to maximize their profit. They right. did not want to pay more people to take care of that shit mm -hmm. when that's what needed to be done. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, and I don't want to also engage in this like what about ism because, but it is like, it's really hard not to be like, okay, yes, here, here is a small handful, like less than a hundred probably out of, mm -hmm. out of hundreds of millions of videos being uploaded. But you're completely not even talking at all about Facebook, where I literally right. watched a woman get her head cut off. Like, <gasps> oh, I, saw I remember that, that on Facebook. <laughs> that was, yeah, I remember that. That was yeah. crazy. Insane. And traumatizing. But it's like, and that's just one thing. And yeah. when you talk to uh, Vice, does these great little mini documentaries on YouTube, mm -hmm. and they talk to someone whose job was to do oh, that. Moderate do Facebook? 
yeah, to review all the content on Facebook. And they were just like the, the amount of stuff you see all day long, every day, it, it leads to depression. You have nightmares, you have anxiety. Like, so those people who do that job, like their lives are fucked yeah. because, and only recently did they even start talking about like providing therapy for them. But it, it's probably a job that you, you have a shelf life. Like you can do this for a month and then you can never do it again. Like, right. And that's so Facebook it, it, that has like, they have tens of thousands of people yes. doing that job. So and that billions covering. of dollars. Yeah. Billions of dollars. Yeah. And and I think I remember there was like a whole expose about those moderators. And I'm sure the Vice um, mini documentary was like out around that same time. Yeah. And I remember, and I don't know if this is right. So like, don't quote me. But I think if they said it was something like 15,000 people, which like in reality is still not enough. Like that's not enough people. Like there are billions of people on these websites and it just like, even if, even if the people at the top went in with the best intentions, which who knows, probably not. You know, even um, if they did, hypothetically, even if they did, that's not enough people. And And when the people are telling you we can't, we can't review all of this. You need to find a new system or you need to hire new people and they're not being listened to. Then yeah. like, then you're just being negligent and you don't care. Yes. And so that's what, what I think like the basis for almost every problem mm-hmm. is capitalism. You know, the fact that MindGeek fucked up and mm-hmm. they did it on purpose for as long as they could so they could yeah. make money. And they did it that way because that that's how they could maximize the profit and that is all what capitalism is built to do mm-hmm. where people get stepped on they get crushed they get exploited and abused in any capitalist in any system in any workplace the exploitation like we were talking about before but um, so you know it's just the root of pretty much all evil in my opinion <laughs> um, <I agree. laughs> it's kind of just facts at this point yeah yeah but you know, they they had the information, they knew what they had to do, and they chose not to do it. And so, you know, again, I don't think coming after Pornhub necessitates coming after porn stars and mm-hmm. pornography as a branch of entertainment. Um, and I think that, you know, when I, when I talk about being really happy with the documentary, it's because I think that they explained that very well. Yeah. So I do think Pornhub should be punished somehow. Um, they should get what's kind of coming to them, but it shouldn't be Pornhub, the, like the brand. It should yeah. be the executives, right. It should be the executives and the CEOs who are placed in those positions of power to make those decisions and then continuously made the decision to do nothing. Yeah. Those are the people who should be punished. Yeah. You know, that's a really good distinction distinction to me, like punishing the the um, entity as a whole, like Pornhub as a whole is a very different thing than going to the actual people who made the decisions to create a domino effect that was negligent all the way down. Yeah. And, you know, here's the other thing. It's like people are fucked up to each other. Human beings are. They have been from the beginning of time. The amount of think about all the people that you know in your life and how many of them have told you that mm-hmm. they were either physically or sexually abused as a child. 
Oh, yeah. It's astronomical. It's it astronomical. And that's just the people that have told you. Mm-hmm. There are many more who have not. Yeah. And so to act like it's sex work, to act like it's sex, to act I like mean- it's porn's fault. It's like this is something that just pervades society and always have. Yeah. Has. And so it's kind of like this thing where they're talking about, you know, they're banning like flavored vapes and they're banning vapes because it's like bad for kids and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, it's not designed for kids. Right. Of course, kids are going to get their hands on it. But right. because of the fact that that's a thing that can and does happen means that as an adult, I now don't get access to those things. Mm-hmm. Like in the name of saving the children, yeah, I don't think that's fair. I yeah. I am so frustrated by that. Like I am an adult. I made a conscious decision to not have kids. I don't want kid life. I don't want cartoons. I don't want plastic toys in my living room. <laughs> I don't want that. I want to be able to smoke a flavored cigarette or a flavored vape when I choose to as an adult. Yeah, you know, like I was never a cigarette smoker, but I loved the occasional clove cigarette. Yeah. And in 2008, they banned clove cigarettes because they be, for kids, because kids. I hate that for me. I hate that for <laughs> adults. Like, I hate that for me. We we don't get to have adult things because yeah. save the fucking children like Well, but then the irony of it is like they'll find ways to like save the children in that way, but they won't but then we're gonna have like a school shot up. Oh, that's totally fine though. And, Save yeah, the guns. Like, exactly. Yeah. And then and then it's suddenly not about the children anymore, which is so yeah. suspicious and weird. And even with yeah. the the drag bands that are happening, yeah. there's a drag queen, Trixie Mattel, and she was talking about I love her. Yeah. Um <laughs> and she was doing a like she did a video about the drag bands and like was getting ready and talking about it. And yeah. um she said the only men in dresses who are inappropriately touching little kids are priests. Yep. I've never uh, agreed more. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, another podcaster um pseudo celebrity type that I I love uh you know given some steam to is Dan mm-hmm. Savage. He has a podcast called The Savage Love Cast and a column mm-hmm. in The Stranger and he always says if clowns raped children as often as priests and preachers and religious um, clergy do circuses would be illegal mm-hmm. yet yet we're making drag queens illegal but we're still sending kids off to catholic church and pastor sleepovers and right all the time, every single day. And yeah. when you look at the, now, there are people who are making TikTok accounts and stuff like that, pointing out in one week, there's 10 guys that just got arrested. The next week, 15. The week after that, 12. All arrested for mm-hmm. abusing and raping and sexually assaulting children. Children. Yeah. But no one's calling for a ban on fucking churches, dude. Like, in fact, it's more like, shh, we don't talk about that. How dare you talk about the right. Catholic Church like that? It's like, oh, okay, but yeah, let's make sure that men can't put on dresses and lip sync to a fucking song. Right. A hundred percent. And Trixie also has said, like, I don't know any drag queen that, like, wants kids. Like, even yeah. just, like, to have kids. It's yeah. It's very, very rare. 
most drag queens like don't don't Mm -hmm. fuck with like raising kids at all and so again it's crazy that you think that 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 they are looking to do anything inappropriate with children they don't even want children in their shows a lot of the time yep yep it's and just- I, I think when it came to doing the drag queen story hour deals at like public libraries, mm-hmm. that was from a place of charity. That mm-hmm. was from a place of uh, we see like a place where we can, um, you know, like entertain and inspire children and read to them. And maybe they're underprivileged and maybe they don't have a parent that has the time to read to them or whatever. And they're like, maybe we can make a difference in a positive way. That's what the goal was. Mm -hmm. And for the right to take that noble goal and twist it, Mm -hmm. twist it and pervert it. Like they are the ones who are perverting. They're the ones who uh, sexualize this. Yeah. They implied something that wasn't simply not there. Not there at all. And And they're so confused by gender identity versus sexual identity. It's not the same thing. Yeah. And also a person's sexual identity is their identity. It, It doesn't matter if they're three or six or Mm -hmm. 15 or 30. Like that is something that a person inherently knows about themselves. Like I knew, I I didn't understand what it was when I was in elementary school, but by the time, uh, but it was also a different world back then, but also the time, by the time I was in middle school, like got up into middle school, I knew. I knew what was going on inside of me. And I was 11. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sexualizing myself. I just knew that I liked boys and I liked girls, you know, Mm -hmm. and nobody groomed me to think that. Right, right. You can't, you honestly, like you can't, it's impossible to, to groom. It's actually kind of funny because you can groom people to be like straight. You can it heavily influence them. That's what them through, they do. That's yeah. what conversion therapy Conversion is. therapy. And even just like putting restrictions on people's life so that if you are not straight, you will not be a part of this family. You will not be part of this community. Right. You will not have any support. Like, how is that not grooming in some They're way? They're grooming. They are grooming. They they want to groom you away from being, you know, who you really are. Yeah. Um, but that's always how it is too, isn't it? Like, I mean, go going back to like Ted Haggard, mm-hmm. you know, the people who are out there screaming the loudest against gay expression, queer expression, mm-hmm. are the ones who are ashamed and hiding in the closet and paying gay hookers to fuck them in the ass. Like, right. You know, <laughs> as, as long as nobody finds out. But right. But that's the thing is like, they're the ones it's just it's like the boyfriend who's always accusing you of cheating because yes i'm fucking cheating it, that's <laughs> literally it i i so badly want us to get to a place as a as a community and as a world where when somebody is so obsessed with someone's sexuality or preference that people look at them and say, oh, so then what are you, what are you hiding? Because obviously you you are like, why are you so fixated on this? And one of the things that's interesting with the drag ban and knowing where you can sort of like, I feel like it, the connection between the drag ban and, and that then implicating trans people Mm -hmm. becomes very obvious when you consider that 
a drag queen can take off all of their any all of their drag and yeah. present in a way that might be like more accepted in like wherever community. Yeah. But somebody who is trans the definition of drag is so broad and it's it's just not defined enough. So you yeah. could very easily have someone who is trans and presenting in a way that is different than whoever is receiving it wants to accept. And then they can be literally, I think it's like twice in Tennessee. If you are charged twice, yeah. it's a felony. Yeah. You can go to jail for six years. And like, so that's, that's the problem with this particular drag bill in Tennessee is mm -hmm. that they they used language in a vague enough way yes. that someone can just see a trans person and say, ooh, look, they're doing drag in public. Yes. And then they can be arrested and mm -hmm. put in fucking jail yeah. for being themselves. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but to me, that looks very close to fascism of you know, Germany in the 1930s. Like I, I, I don't see how you can justify that. Like since when did a man wearing a dress become illegal until right. fucking Tennessee lawmakers decided to make it so? Well, it's, but it's not, it's not a man wearing a dress. It is a gay man or a trans woman or man, whatever, however, you know, however they're identifying. Yeah. It's not, but, it's I mean, not just any man. Cause if it were any man, for sure, for sure. SNL would be absolutely what I'm saying. in the yes. gutter. Medea like, in the gutter. Like right, it, Mrs. Yes. Mrs. Doubtfire in the gutter. Like yes, it's, exactly. it's fine when, at when the person is doing it for comedy, but then they are straight and cisgender without a dress yes. on. But if they are not straight and yes. cisgender without the dress on, then it's a problem. Exactly. And so it's not a drag ban. It is a no. ban on queer the people. LGBTQ community. Yeah. 100%. And it's and, and so that's frustrating. The that's yeah. the goal. That's that's the goal in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, everybody said, you know, that what they said, what Florida said, what DeSantis said, this is just a bill for kindergarten through third grade. Okay. You people need to like calm down. Well, guess what? Now he's trying to make it go through high school. Yeah. So, Imagine being a gay 15 year old and you, your family fucking does not accept you or, you know, they wouldn't if you tried to come out and you have literally no one that you can talk to mm -hmm. except maybe a teacher at school. Like when I think about my mom, my mom was a teacher, a high school mm -hmm. teacher. She meant the fucking world to her students because yeah. they knew they could go and talk to her when they had no one else to talk to and she would support them, whatever the thing was they needed to talk about. Mm -hmm. And that is such a beautiful part of teaching is making those connections with your students. And that is something that they are just trying to rip away to think of being that kid in high school that has no one to talk to. And now you go to your teacher and you try to talk to them. And they're like, I can't say anything yeah. about this or I will go to jail. Yeah. And they're talking about freedom. You're Florida right. says we are the freest state. And I am like, excuse me. <laughs> you, I, are telling, you are literally policing speech. Yeah. In yeah. That I, there's like a ranking of um, which countries are the – most and least free. And we are like yes. extremely low. <laughs> yeah. I, so I think it might be the, the, it's like a world fascism index. Yeah. That I, that I saw it was similar mm -hmm. to what you're saying. And it's like America is closer than it has ever been to yeah. 
sliding completely back into fascism. Mm -hmm. And that is not freedom. No. And so like taking restrictions on free speech and freedom of expression and calling that somehow freedom, like I don't even understand how people on the right can make that logical connection i I mean the only thing i think is there's there's no logic involved it's it's all emotion no it's all emotion which again one of the funniest things that has ever happened in politics is when we like liberals were being called snowflakes and meanwhile every decision that was being made was not based on information or facts because if it were we, we would be we would be putting priests in jail, but whatever. Uh, um, right. It was. It's based on feelings. It's based yeah. literally off of feelings. Same thing with like feeling like you need a gun in your house. Right. There's That's a there, feeling. That is a feeling. You feel like you need to be protecting yourself, but then at the same time, you so badly are fans of your police force. So I'm confused. Do you right. trust them or do you not trust them? Right. That. I, that- part it just it doesn't line up it, none, it but and, none of it does and it's it's yeah. so annoying to look at the whole situation and just be like there's no critical thought happening here like there yeah. is no it's almost like they're existing in such a vacuum and no yeah. one can question them and no. if they do then you're a snowflake and like you're, you're just yeah you're you're a groomer yeah you're a groomer you're a snowflake you're like even like just they'll just find a way to demonize you essentially and so like even like we started this whole thing talking about money shot and like actually no we started this whole thing talking about everything on such a macro scale because everything is so intertwined and like and it again like watching something like money shot and feeling like this stuff exists in a vacuum is is not is not the case like it is it is a part of a huge system and so Now, as of now, there are no payment processors on Pornhub. So the people who should be earning money from that website can't. 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 Yes. And the reason they can't is because of organizations like Exodus Cry making a big, big stink over something that should actually that should be redirected elsewhere obviously yes. ob- obviously like we no no one literally no one wants abuse of any kind on these platforms Correct. no one but to direct it only at pornhub is so misguided and just yeah. so wrong and it's it's narrow it's narrow sided it's yeah. it's misguided it's 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 willfully ignoring half mm-hmm. of the equation you know right. and right. that's that's what they try to do to put to you know push their agenda on all of us which mm-hmm. is to you know bring america back to the puritanical times again <laughs> oh my god and then so like and just for anybody who hasn't seen it, the the way that that whole thing worked with the payment processors is once once all of the this like press was coming out about yeah it was the New York Times yeah it was the, oh yeah that New York Times article yeah. so then the payment processors which are Mastercard visa, PayPal Master- yeah Visa like those companies were so pressured to not be involved in something like Pornhub again Mm -hmm. and so they removed themselves from the situation which means anybody Mm -hmm. who is posted on there even if they are verified even if they're using model hub can't Mm -hmm. can't get paid yeah so i mean essentially model hub no longer exists 
Oh, they got rid of it completely. Yeah, I mean, it essentially doesn't exist because you can't. Oh yeah, because you anything you can't right. make a purchase. Right, you cannot make a purchase. Right. So I do make a little bit of money off of Pornhub every month because mm-hmm. I my verified account where I sent in my ID and my model releases and all that. I can post my videos that I produced mm-hmm. for free. And I can make them shorter if I want. So it could be more like a preview and then hopefully right. people go to my store and make the purchase and stuff. But when I get enough views on those free videos, I will make some ad revenue. So that is mm-hmm. basically like a fraction of a cent for every yeah. view. So if I can get like 10,000 views, I can make like a hundred bucks maybe. Um, so, so I, I make like a couple hundred bucks a month from, from Pornhub just because of the ad rev, but that has nothing to do with payment processing. That has nothing to do with, um, commerce and customers Mm -hmm. actually buying it. So the fact of model hub being a clip store that I can put my stuff up and sell it, that is impossible. And what I don't understand is, when December 2020 happened and Visa MasterCard removed their payment processing, mm-hmm. that was what made Pornhub do the right thing finally and take and force you to be verified to make an upload. Right. Um, so immediately millions of videos were taken down because they were unverified. It has now been three years since that happened and that there are no longer uh, unverified videos being uploaded because there's nowhere for them to go. Like mm-hmm. they, the system is built so that you cannot do that. And yet Visa and MasterCard still won't play ball. Like I, I would yeah. like to know what, what they complied with what Visa MasterCard said to do. And yet we still don't have model hub. Yeah. And I, that is what I don't understand. And, you know, it was even crazy because it was like, Shortly after that all went down, I had messages in my Pornhub account that were like, what happened? I'm trying to buy these videos. Like people weren't spending money on there. And I'm like, man, I wish I had an answer for you, but go to my many vid store, I guess. Like I saw the same shit there. Right. Um, But just people aren't going to do that, which is another thing that I've noticed. It's kind of crazy. Like people will just go to the thing they're used to Mm -hmm. and Pornhub easiest thing for them to do. Yeah. And so I can scream all day like, but come over here. I, I, you can buy them over here. But they're just like, meh. No, yeah. I'm on Pornhub. And then another thing you mentioned about was uh, PayPal. Mm-hmm. So PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, those are private company banking sites that Ooh. never allowed sexual stuff. So oh, I didn't know that. They still don't. And also, you know, if you want to talk about banking discrimination against legal sex workers, Mm -hmm. uh, so people who are just content creators like me, I, you know, I do a legal thing. I have legal paperwork. I pay legal taxes, Mm -hmm. lots of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And yet uh, these banking companies are able to discriminate against me. And if they were to find out how, you know, what my corporation did, if they wanted to, they'd send me an email that said, Wells Fargo has decided to, or whatever the bank company is, Bank of America has decided to no longer do business with you. And I would say, why? Can you please give me an explanation? And they'd say, I don't, I can't except to just tell you that we wow. no longer you. I mean, I've literally had this happen to several of my friends. And wow. so with PayPal, a lot of a lot of creators that you know y'all might know on the internet on twitter whatever are balancing on a precarious knife's edge when it comes to paypal if they find out 
that there is any exchange happening for even if it's just custom videos or things that are legal to do, um, they will just shut down your account. They'll freeze your funds. Some people never get them back. Some people uh, I've heard after a few months get it back, but you'll mm -hmm. never get your PayPal account back ever again. Wow. It just, it, it's, this is all part of the same story of, you know, legalized discrimination because it's okay because they're private companies. And I'm like, I said the same thing, you know, when I was on Twitter and right wing accounts were getting banned for spreading fascist lies, mm -hmm. people were like, but freedom of speech. And I'm like, yeah, but it's a private company. If they don't want to allow that speech on their platform, they don't have to. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same thing with Wells Fargo or Bank of America or fucking PayPal. Yeah. If they don't want to provide service for legal sex workers. They don't have to. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I think it's morally okay because I yeah. don't. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think like the biggest, the biggest through line in all of it is really the hypocrisy and the whole situation. It's not like any of these people yeah. are are not engaging with any of this. Like, so it's, yeah. to, and it's, it's really like a, a larger message to anybody who, who enjoys any type of sex work, like to, to know yeah. that these are people, these are people who are having their rights and their um, income altered and changed without their permission. And yeah. so really like the way to protect the industry is to find I mean, actually, I shouldn't be really saying the way you should be saying the way because I don't want to speak for for your entire <laughs> category. What am I doing? Uh, you tell no, us no, no, what no, to no. do. Listen, yeah. <laughs> as long as you're on our side, I know, am. Spread the word. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, um, what I was going to say is that we should all just be finding ways to actually independently fund each of the totally. sex workers that you love. Oh, yes. So, you know, the best way, and this is what I, you know, I say this all the time, the best way is if you do enjoy adult entertainment media, find the um, stars that you like the most, the performers that you like the most, figure out what their name is, find them on Twitter, find them on Instagram, find them on TikTok, Reddit, um, wherever you go to find these things and to find these people and then find out what their cash app is, find out what their OnlyFans is, find out where they sell their clips and spend your money on it, please. Like that is the only way this, this, this industry is going to be able to continue onwards. And it's always gonna somehow because people yeah. want this shit, but, um, that's one thing, but I think what's honestly more important is who you listen to is where you get your news, your facts, your media, um, your information about these things and, make informed decisions when you please go vote because that is the only thing that's going to change any of this stuff. Like if you just sit idly by on voting day and let this, let uh, these politicians in who don't understand any of this stuff and push these agendas, like that is how porn is going to be like limited on the internet or you're not going to be able to enjoy the adult things that you like to do. Right. <laughs> it's right. really, it's money is huge in this. Of course, like I said, capitalism is huge in this, but like, if you don't pay attention to this sort of stuff and the voting stuff, like that is the only place where you can really make your voice heard. Even if it's only a little bit, like you just have to be active in those things 
or the things you love and care about are going to start being blocked from you. You won't have access to them anymore. And so while I do want to say, like, please support individual adult creators in any way that you can, I think it's more important to support us by voting for politicians who are reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, I I think it's um, after after the Trump presidency ended. I felt like there was like there was such a sigh of relief because it felt like the chaos calmed down for a little while. Like it felt like we could all like take a breath. Yeah, but in we reality, did, we but did. But like but a month. Re- yeah, it was yeah, and in reality, it we still have a, a heavily Republican government and so there's a lot happening and it's and like i understand that there's going to be some people who listen to this who are going to be annoyed that we're a talking about politics at all and b taking like such a stance but like in i think i understand people's need to be neutral at times but there's also like if if you can't this is like a human rights thing like this is this is what this is what keeps our humanity in check like it is it's all part of the same system but it's not taking a side for the purpose of taking a side it's not demonizing for the purpose of demonizing like it's it's caring about one another it's caring about the things that that are actually important like protecting children protecting like protecting people who work in in industries that you you then enjoy right so it i know that it's easy to um take a back seat when you feel like things feel calm, but they yeah. probably are not as calm as, as you think yeah. they are. And if they are, if they feel calm, there's someone someone taking advantage of how calm and um, disarmed everybody is. And that sort of feels like what's been going on in the past year. I think yeah. Congress got the sense that people were not paying attention that much. Mm-hmm. And then they just started like getting sneaky with and quiet with what they were doing. And now yeah. here we are. And and I, and I want to say too, like, you know, we are we are forced into this political binary. Yeah. We, we really don't have a choice. But, you know, Democrats work for the status quo. That's what they do. You know, mm-hmm. they're just, they also tend to not think that queer people should die. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the big difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how you phrase it as tend to. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I hate having to identify as a Democrat because they're fucking awful too. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're fighting for our lives right now. Yeah. And so when you go into a voting booth, you really don't have a third option. Mm-hmm. You just don't. That's not the world we live in. That's not the system that we have built in this country. And we are forced to live within the system that's been built. And in this system, you have to pick the lesser of two evils because mm-hmm. again, we're talking about our lives, not just our ideologies. Um, and so to plug myself a little bit, I will say yes. the other thing that I think is really important and something that Money Shot does very well is humanize sex workers, mm. humanize porn stars specifically, because I think that there's a big disconnect. I don't think this, I know this. People watch the porn on Pornhub, they jerk off, then they go about the rest of their day. Mm. But they don't think that these are human beings who have bills to pay, who have families, who have dreams and goals and passions. 
they're just like, that's some fucking entertainment that I got to watch for a few seconds and now I'm moving on with my life. Mm-hmm. If people took a little bit more interest in that stuff uh, and listen to podcasts from performers or follow them on social media and see what they have to say about things, uh, then then you can see the human aspect a little bit more and and well, that might not be sexy. <laughs> it's it's just reality. And you need to be able to compartmentalize a little bit that, mm-hmm. yes, you can jerk off to us. Please do. That's our job. But also then after you're done, recognize our humanity. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started my own podcast. And, you know, when I started it, the concept I had in mind was more like, oh, uh, well, I want more people to be talking about sex in frank and open ways. And mm-hmm. I know we in the sex industry are able to do that. So maybe I'll share some people's stories and then we'll answer some advice because I love the Savage Love cast and I think I can yeah. do it too. And so that's that's what my initial sort of intent was. But after a few episodes, I started realizing like, wow, this is actually more like porn porn stars telling their stories and and speaking about their lives. And I think that what this is more about now is humanizing us and yeah. demystifying us as human beings, as people, demystifying the industry and the way that it works, the way that a porn shoot works, the way that uh, like agencies work and any of the many things that we talk about on my podcast, like mm-hmm. it's a way to bring us all like back down to earth a little bit. And what I'm hoping that that does and other porn stars who have podcasts as well is it opens minds up a little bit and maybe it will encourage people to go and vote like on, on our behalf in a certain sense Mm -hmm. and recognize our humanity and, and educate and, and educate people a little bit more too on pornography. I mean, people talk a lot these days about like sexual literacy, mm-hmm. like that and porn, porn literacy and stuff like that. I, I would like for people to be able to recognize the difference between a fantasy and reality. Um, as someone who gets a lot of emails and things, I can see that that's a, pr- a struggle for a lot of people that mm-hmm. they think that, you know, just because you've seen me in wrestling shoots a lot, that I go home and I watch wrestling on TV and I think about all my wins and losses. And I'm just like, sorry, but that's not the reality of it. Like, that's that's you engaging in your fantasy. And I'm happy that you're doing that. And I'm happy I'm able to facilitate it. But then I, you know, take off the wrestling boots and I, I don't know who won or lost. Like, I don't think about that. Right, right. You're trying to like watch Netflix and have a glass of wine like everyone else. Right, exactly. And and I, and yeah. you know, talking about Netflix and, you know, like Hollywood movies and stuff, I feel like that's a great example. You know, you don't ask like, I don't know, uh, The Rock about, or Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, so how many guns did you fire that day? Do right. you know how many bad guys you killed in that predator right. scene or whatever? It's like, he doesn't. I promise you he doesn't because- for some reason, we're able to understand that that's fantasy. Yeah. The second there's boobies and ass, like all of a sudden the line gets blurred. And yeah. again, that has to do with sex education. So that's that's another reason why I wanted to do the advice segment on my mm-hmm. podcast is because I do want to spread as much sex education as I can in this world too, because God knows the schools aren't doing it. 
And God also knows that evangelicals are trying to keep the schools from doing it because yeah. obviously if we don't teach people about sex, they simply won't have it. <laughs> right. Right. Also, your um, podcast is called Sage Advice. Yes. Sage okay. Advice with Sin Sage. I love it. How, <laughs> how often does it come out? Every two weeks. So it's a, every other Monday, there's a new episode. And I have a sex worker slash porn star performer on every episode. Uh, so far, it's been, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's people that I know, but I'm starting to branch out into people that I don't know. And I'm about to record an episode with my first cis male uh, producer performer. So Ooh. that'll be new territory for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I try to, I just really want to represent, you know, as many, uh, cause there's so many different people in the business and we all have different uh, stories to tell and things like that. So. Yeah. And I'm yeah. so happy for you and you expanding your platform in that way. It's so important. And like, you're just such a wonderful representation for the whole <laughs> industry because you, you, you look at it in this whole like holistic lens that is so needed. And then we'll also share that with people who might not have considered that before. And yeah. it's just really important. And I, I appreciate and applaud your advocacy in that way. Oh my God. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm so thank happy for you. you. And oh, I'm so happy that you. you came back on. It's like, I, oh, yeah. I when we recorded the first time, and we like ended our call. I remember me and Matt just staring at each other. We were like, that was so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> and your Yay. episode, your episode like was was ranking so high for the longest because it was it just like it was so thoughtful and it was great. He's oh my so gosh. Smart. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, that means a lot. I uh, that means a lot to me. All right, everyone needs to go after they listen to this podcast, go to whatever podcast streaming that you use and look up Sage Advice with Sin Sage. Subscribe Just and please. look out for every episode that comes out every other Monday. Yes. Yay. Thank you for <laughs> coming on. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for having me and, you know, trying to get the good word out. Appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. you so much for listening as a reminder we are always accepting questions about sex ed about relationships life advice we will accept it all we would love to hear from you so send us an email to alyssa explains it all pod at gmail.com 